Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Jinto called Life Under Quarantine. My name is Cornelius McGrath and I am your host. In this series, I will be talking to the everyday entrepreneurs, students, athletes, artists, bartenders, chefs, reporters, teachers and hospital workers about how they are finding meaning, clarity and opportunity in a time where there seems to be none. My guest today is Matt Thomas. Matt is a cinematographer from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who runs his own production company, Good Upper Valley Film Co. Having been self-employed just 15 months, Matt came on the show to talk about the harsh realities of trying to scale a small business during COVID-19, especially when you were on the verge of one of your best months ever in business. We dive deep into how solopreneurs like Matt can use this time off to one, stay alive, two, get better, and three, share what they have learned thus far with the creative communities that they call home. Matt Thomas, welcome to Life Under Quarantine. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. I see you got two fresh PBRs there. Got a couple of crispy boys. Friday feeling, baby. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I'll cheers you with my iced coffee. Um, <laughs> so, mate, how, how have the last few weeks been for you? Well, the fact that I'm drinking uh, two PBRs at lunch on a Friday doesn't give anything away. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Dude, things have been super interesting. Uh, I've been self-employed for 15 months now. Mm-hmm. Um, first year was like totally surpassed anything I could have ever imagined um, from like an income standpoint and just how I did on sales and operation as a whole. So I'm really excited going into 2020 and basically spent January, February uh, doing a lot of sales um, a lot of preparation for 2020 to really get things rolling and try and like match how well I did on year one, right? Mm. So, you know, here comes February and I'm looking ahead at March and March is just absolutely packed to the point where like, I'm starting to reach out to other freelancers, you know, who can I hire? Who can I bring on to like actually help me get all this shit done on time? And, you know, coronavirus hits and it's like the rug just gets fucking pulled out from underneath you. And I think maybe over the course of 48 or 72 hours, I had every single job lined up, cancel or postpone. So from a like runway standpoint, budgeting and income, yep. like that rocks your world, man. And you start to look at everything a little bit differently and try and figure out how the fuck are we gonna you know, survive through this and be in business once the storm passes. Right. So how, so like, thank you for being so honest, because I think this is the reality for so many creatives right now, right? Your entire business is based upon the ability to be able to travel, to get on shoot, to be able to hire people, bring people together, right? Like production is the... Uh, It's a team sport, you know what I mean? Like you can't can't only have one person on set. (laughs) Right, six six feet away when the camera angle needs to be, you know, one and a half. So like... How do you how do you go through this? Like, talk to me about those initial reactions, and then how how do you weather the storm so that you don't crash and burn, but also know that you've got no idea when you're going to be back in the game. Right now, I mean, I don't have a good answer for that, you know, and I don't think most people do. Uh, talking to a lot of my creative friends in the industry, you know, from a freelance standpoint we're all kind of texting each other like, hey man, like how are you doing right now? How's everybody doing? And I think that there's a couple people who are taking the approach of, you know, how do I use this time and this story to kind of take advantage and continue to hone my craft. Uh Um, 
I think some other people who have kind of been, uh, you know, grinding for a couple years are a little bit excited about it as like a break, you know, um, like a forced, I don't want to say vacation, but it's like a forced time to really like sit back and just like clear your mind and maybe reevaluate where you're at, where you're going. Yeah. Um, you know, I know from my standpoint, it's kind of been nice to step back and not just be, um, answering calls for everybody and kind of think about like, all right, cool. Like, how do I want to come out of this? And like, what do I want to be going after rather than like, what's just falling in my lap, you know? So it's kind of been a moment to sit back and like self-examine, um, from a, you know, how do I stay in business through this? Yeah. Uh, personally, I've just kind of been thinking like, I just got to sit the fuck down and, you know, hunker down and, you know, spend as little money as possible and hopefully come out on the other side, um, you know, not too, not too negative, try and be ready for whatever the other side throws at me. Uh, um, you know, realistically, depending on how long this, you know, quarantine lasts, I don't expect there to be a lot of marketing budgets left over, right? You know, from a business standpoint, marketing is always the fun money. Like that's the mm. stuff that's left over after the fact. And I imagine a lot of these businesses are going to have to really like cut and be lean come summertime if that's the realistic timeline that we're looking at for productions to get rolling again. So for me to be ready on the other side, it's how can I be efficient? How can I work within, you know, potential slash uh, slashed budgets and, um, you know, really be able to understand what my clients have been going through as well and how I can like best serve, you know, where they're at on the other end. Right. I think that's a great answer because I've, so this is what I've seen. Um, one of my good friends, Elliot Clark, who's going to be on the show next week. He's got a brand built around him being the apartment bartender. Right. And so there is still some kind of content creation capability that he's been able to do in his house. But funnily enough, he's actually been focusing all his energy on actually raising money for bartenders yeah. and other creatives. So the only brand money that I've really seen exchanged right now is towards campaigns to support those that are out of work. I haven't yeah. actually seen any new production money being spent. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I mean, how my clients are kind of, I, I, I'm pretty stoked that I have kind of like a diverse lineup of clients, you know, from like brands, agencies, and nonprofits. And what I'm seeing in like the past, you know, 48 hours has mm. been this spike in nonprofits who are like, Hey, how are we, how do we get active during this? And how do we show off? Cause I mean, some of them are, you know, swamped right now with like the human service side of things and yeah. you know, how are, how are they dealing with this? And so I think there's an opportunity for stories to be told there and how they're kind of like positively reacting, um, amidst this, you know, really shitty crisis. Now, what do you, now let's, let's go down that route a second. So like what, you know, I know you are a, you're an artist at heart. So if it's not a $8,000 lens that looks like chef's table, I know there's a part of you that's like nagging inside, but have you yeah. thought about like, if they gave me or they had B-roll, right, of an office, you know, have you thought about what you might be able to do over a Zoom, you know, over some iPhone selfie stuff and stitch it together? Like, is that where you're going with this? Um, it's actually the opposite direction. It's the opposite, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the government's going to get pissed and the CDC is not going to be happy with what I'm saying here, but it's a lot of how do we keep things 
super lean from a production standpoint. You know, just me with a run and gun camera, uh-huh. uh, running around with some of these nonprofits. You know, at a six foot distance, and kind of telling the story of what they're going through right now. Um, because, I mean, you have, yeah, you have some nonprofits that are just completely swamped with having to, you know, help out in the community. Um, that being said, I mean, some nonprofits are completely on the other side of things, and their funding streams have completely washed up. Um, you know, another one of my clients, they had to cancel their uh, 2020 gala, which happens in the springtime every year, and, like, that raises a huge chunk of cash for them. Yeah. So I think there's they're dealing with both sides of things, but there's definitely a large portion of the, the um, nonprofit industry, I guess, that's swamped right now. Yeah. And so you still think you might be able to curate? during this time? I mean, yes. Uh, I don't know how responsible it is, to be honest. Right. Uh, I think there's a responsible way to do it. I'm still kind of wrestling with the fact of, you know, is this just something that I'm chasing, you know, to kind of keep the lights on? Yeah. Or is it, you know, a really, I mean, I think the important, or the, the story is a really important thing to share. Um, but, I won't lie, I mean, from a business standpoint, like, I'm looking at the potential earnings on this going like, sweet, that gives me, you know, five more months of runway right. uh, in a really shitty economic, you know, climate. Right. How about, so I know you're an expert with drones too. So I've seen a lot of drone footage of Chicago and I, is that's kind of a smart way, right, to somewhat get around the, the social distancing yeah. requirement and still be able to curate content that's relevant and real. Right. Um, no, there's, there's kind of like a bunch of, uh, like post-apocalyptic footage kind of, yeah. you know, where it's like, look at how dingy and sad, like downtown's looking right now. Um, I, I guess my, my point is like, I've seen the Chicago trip this week, put out some drone footage and I'm not, I'm not saying like that's going to be anywhere near the production right. budget you were bringing in, but it, you know, there's licensing opportunity there. There's maybe an opportunity to stitch together like four or five cities? I mean, to be honest, like the past, what, six months or so, I've been trying to really focus on like high level creative agency style commercial work, you know? Um, So some of that stock stuff is a little bit falling to the side or things that are just kind of like shooting to go shoot is a little less inspiring to me right now. Um, I can say though, and like this might be a good thing is using the time right now and kind of struggling with this, you know, we have two weeks, I guess, or what would the timeline really be? I mean, we, we potentially have like a month of downtime, right? And it's kind of, you know, from a freelance artist standpoint, looking at it and going, you know, do I use this time to like really grow as a creative? Mm. Um, do I like hop in and, you know, try some stuff that I've never tried before? Yeah. But what I'm wrestling with is, you know, do I spend the time doing that or do I just like kind of chill out for a minute and like come back recharged? So there's these moments, you know, that go by where it's, you know, I could spend three hours watching a masterclass, yeah. but I'm just exhausted after that versus, you know, I could spend three hours tinkering in the garage working on a motorcycle, you know, like, right, 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 right. So and t- then you kind of feel guilty because, you know, you're not investing this like, you know, uh, forced upon time. Uh, to be better on the other side but it's kind of a an ethical question of like what's worth more you know do you do you hone the craft or do you hone your brain so do you see the opportunity for both 
Yeah, I think it's that's kind of the the forever um, <laughs> war as as any sort of professional is how do you maintain that like work uh, work life balance to really be you know the best holistic version mm. of yourself. Yeah. So so tell me this: How have you been stretching your days? I know that you know Upper Valley is run out of that sweet office and, and golf club you've got there, I'll call it now. How have you been, how do you structure your days, I guess, you know, pre and post Corona and then kind of to this tension you're feeling, where have you been investing the time now? Yeah, um, that's a super interesting question. So, you know, my wife, she has worked uh, out of an office for the past couple of years and, you know, she's at home now for, you know, the duration, like, on this like makeshift home office but for me you know like I've had a home office for almost a year and a half now and like really my day-to-day hasn't changed much at all uh, other than like not being on set um so for me you know the time I'm trying to not get sidetracked and like sleep in until 11 o'clock every morning you know so I'm trying to keep things normal you know I wake up first thing in the morning, make some coffee, you know, start the day as usual yep. uh, and try and keep that routine from before. And I, that's, that's really kind of helped me keep a little bit of an edge and try and focus on, you know, how can I spend this time the best way? Um, but Lord knows, you know, like two, 3 PM rolls around and you're like, ah, oh, cool. Like what house projects can I work on? Or like, what, what sort of side things can I do? Right. One. Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit about relationships and the role that they play in your business, because one of the reasons why I kind of started this series um, is kind of twofold. Number one, I just I found the news toxic. I just didn't feel like the news was really getting to like it's the realities. So all over the place, man. And it's so one way. Like it's just it's just in, in, in. And so I wanted right. to create a space for people who are feeling like yourselves just to share their thoughts and make sense of them. But number two what I was really keen to do is take advantage of the fact that everybody's at home (laughs) and could actually probably find some time to come and talk. And so have you seen or have you thought about now that everyone is at home and isn't as busy or isn't as crazy, I might be able to build relationships that before would have taken me six, 12, 18 months. I mean, it's a little interesting Uh, from like a building relationship. I don't, I don't know if anything is really like, you know, come out of the woodwork. But what I've noticed is that all of a sudden everybody wants to have like a Zoom call, you know, like everybody wants to have like a group hangout and stuff. And it's like, you know, what the fuck? Where was everybody at like six months ago? You know, like we all get to like FaceTime for then. Um, I think maybe people are just a little bit more conscious these days of like, I'm not out and about getting that social interaction that I used to get every single day. So now I'm like trying to create that on my own. Right. Uh, you know, being a lonely freelancer working out of your house, like things haven't changed much at all. Right. Um, but you can kind of see it everywhere else where people are really making an effort to, you know, call in and have these like group hangouts and stuff. Yeah. Um, how are you finding creative stimulus? Because it must be so easy to just have the TV on all the time now, right? Because that there isn't that shoot coming hard question yeah and honestly i think something that i've struggled with the most because i mean before you know like i I get a lot of creative stimulus like being out in the world and like seeing things that are happening and like oh cool like this is how that person does this thing you know like when you're at a coffee shop or like just seeing personal interactions like out in the world kind of from this like um 
like, I don't know, people watching sort of standpoint has been a big creative stimulus to me. So what sucks now is that, you know, I don't feel very creatively inspired or motivated right now because it's just you're in, you're at home with the same surroundings, same people. Um, and it's, it just feels a little bit stagnant. And that's definitely something that uh, I've noticed over these past, you know, 10 days or whatever it's been. Um, that being said, I mean, like, I've probably way up to my hours on YouTube and every sort of like uh, inspiration site, you know, Vimeo as well, just trying to look and see all the different sort of um, like cinematography breakdowns and tutorials and stuff like that and trying to at least stay a little bit um, on edge and not just get too dull right, um, right. in this like, kind of like low key time. Right. And you mentioned masterclass. So I I actually have never been on Masterclass. Obviously, I, I get slammed and with Instagram like ads. not the actual brand of Masterclass. Okay. But like, okay. There's, I mean, there's a million different uh, channels and subscriptions that will kind of have their own sort of Masterclass where, you know, oh, cool, here's like an hour and a half breakdown of color grading one commercial versus another commercial versus like, you know, a Christopher Nolan movie. Um, Got it. So there's like all these sort of, you know, inspirational and uh, tutorial-like outlets that you know you kind of jump around to here and there right and so how valuable is content like that have you thought about doing something similar um i haven't thought about creating anything like that um i don't know how many people would want to see like my sort of you know house of cards style approach to putting anything together i love that Uh, but from a you know consuming standpoint you know that shit's gold right now right uh Everybody has time on their hand. I mean, like I see one of those MZ commercials probably every five minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are looking for resources to kind of like keep their keep their edges sharp. Right. So obviously you can color grade, you can shoot, you can edit. Do you think there are any situations where people have just shit tons of raw stuff they did from shoots right before Corona? And actually now could use the extra hands on deck to, to push that out, given that you have a captive audience. Have you thought about, you know, pivoting into just that offering, you know, while you weather out the storm? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't looked into that sort of thing. Um, and to be honest, like, I really don't know how many people are really looking to spend money right now. Um, I feel like most people kind of have this bunker mentality where it's, you know, let's see where we're at in a month and then kind of reevaluate things. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as footage on hard drives go, like, you know, I've spent the entire morning going through every hard drive from the past year, trying right. to finally rework that reel. But right, right, right. I don't know how many clients are really looking to retool stuff that's, you know, been out. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of a tension because you've got the demand for content is at an all time high. The ability to produce, you could say, is at an all-time low. And right. there's kind of a cat-and-mouse game I'm hearing with brands of, oh, should we spend, should we keep cash on hand? And obviously, we've talked about the value of doing that. But then there's also, well, I guess my perspective is, from what I'm seeing, is I think this is going to go on a lot longer than two months, three months, four months. And so yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to see a transition here through mid-April where people are like, this is actually the new reality. We've got to figure out a way that digital starts to drive revenue for us and so i wonder if that might be an upswing for creators like ourselves i would think so i mean 
And I guess that's kind of a really good perspective on it because right now, um, you know, we're still so fresh into this that I don't think many people are uh, ready to start strategizing for that new reality. Yeah. Um, Lord knows, you know, we're prepared for, you know, a lot more editing. I mean, I've been brushing up on my animation too. Like I haven't done that in quite a while, but like right. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of projects turn towards that because it's, you know, you don't have to be on set. There's little to no human interaction. You know, it's kind of right. like a safe quarantine option. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens in, you know, late April when people start realizing like, oh shit, that production that we wanted to do, right? we can't, we can't travel, you know, we can't have a bunch of people getting together. Uh, we right. need to really like rethink what this budget and this project is for our brand or our, you know, agency client. Now, what I've always loved about you is you've, you're, you're kind of, you're entirely self-taught, right? I mean, yeah, mostly. Yeah, man, YouTube University. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, so like, let's be real, from a learning mindset, this environment suits you to the ground. I mean, let's be real. It's, the discipline is tricky. But what I'm, what I'm seeing is actually this word repurpose come up in a lot of the conversations. And I think people that were used to constantly repurposing and really focusing on their capacity to learn do have an advantage here because you're not you're not too proud to be like oh well i spent my entire life learning this you can jump right in you've clearly demonstrated that you can you know practice and make shit happen so i'm interested like that mindset of i don't mind i can learn animation if that's where the you know the, the dollars are going to be at in the short term like i don't i don't know if everybody has that yeah, I mean, I think some people might get that forced on them a little bit, you know, uh, talking to one of my other, you know, video production buddies in town, um, and they were just straight up like, I'm going to use this time to learn animation. I've never done this before. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, like, you really need to check out, like, these couple channels and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think it's definitely an opportunity to sit back and kind of think, you know, what are the, what are the gaps in my, like, service offering? And like, how do I brush up on those and like really kind of be prepared for, you know, whatever comes my way? Because I mean, we really, that's kind of the hardest part about being self-employed right now is that you spend so much time looking at the future and planning around the future and how do I budget for the future? And like, yeah. what's the best way that I can strategically attack that? And right now, like nobody knows what that looks like yet. So it's really hard to kind of, you know, say, like, all right, cool, I'm going to brush up on this because I know that that's what's going to be needed. Um, so it's kind of just like sitting back and saying like, all right, how do I really have like a full service offering and how do I know what's what's going to be the best way to be prepared for, you know, June or this summer and yeah. where, where clients are going to end up on the other side of this. Right. I think that's very powerful, really pertinent insight of when there's everything to learn, it's hard to focus on what to learn. <laughs> Right. Um, and you don't know where the puck is going next. And I guess like this is also the tension with being a creative. You want to think that your visual style and your way of seeing the world is what the client is going to want, but then you always have to meet in the middle. So like that's also, I think, a point where those who are more established, you know, and have a style, a distinctive style, and people are hiring them for those that style, yeah. it, it may be easier to figure out what to learn. Whereas if you're just getting into that game and still figuring that out and building that recognition, 
like it's tough because you're you're kind of at the whims of what the market wants and one of the guests that's come on this week I haven't published the episode is a good friend Xander who I think you met mm-hmm. last year at dinner and he's been talking a lot about mimicry mimetic theory the idea that you know we desire things because other people want them and so it is funny right if if all if three if three major brands i.e. Nike and Anco go for animation you can bet your bottom dollar everyone's going to jump on the animation train yeah, and, uh, and we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Um, um, that's like, that's, that's been kind of like the uh, blessing side of the blessing and a curse of this quarantine. Rather than sitting back and waiting for people, you know, to ask you to do something that was their idea, you know, what is, what is my style? What is my drive? What is my, you know, certain take on things? And how do I develop that right now while I actually have the time to do so? You know, rather than just like fielding a bunch of questions and you know different client projects where they have their own idea and their own uh, kind of take. Yeah, I think one of the things that people are <clears throat> struggling with right now is Corona for some has wiped out all their accomplishment. Um, be it graduation, right? Be it working towards some new deals. But my message has been: you still did that. Like you still got that. Those things were still lined up. You still made that transformation. So how's your headspace been in that regard? And maybe you could kind of talk about, you know, 15 months in some of the biggest learning and reflections that you've had. Um, yeah, dude, that, that hits the heart a little bit, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I'm 15 months in, um, last year was a great year, you know, and starting to look into 2020, you know, back in January, you know, like I just figured out how much I was going to owe in taxes. Like I figured out, you know, what's the bank account looking like, you know, where's my runway at. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, this comes around and just like, you know, honestly, it, it fucking completely restructures what 2020 looks like. You know, um, I was talking to a buddy the other day and like, I would be shocked if 2020 ends up positive, you know, at least, at this point in time, I don't know how it could, you know, be as good as last year because I, I don't know how people are going to have, you know, cash to spend after this unless it ends, you know, really short and fast somehow because, you know, who knows. Right. But, you know, you spend so much time uh, strategizing and kind of spent like planning for the future. And what sucks is that this sort of uh, quarantine really just rips the rug right out from under you and you, you can't plan for that anymore and you can't look at your past either because you don't you don't know how that's going to be reflected in modern day times when this is unprecedented. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, the tough things about starting out is oftentimes your progress isn't always reflected in your bank account. And so it's very difficult to know how you're doing, at least internally, right? Right. Because the world has a perception, the world can look at you through social media and other things and and have an idea of what you're up to. But only you yourself have an idea of where you wanted to be. And when you feel like you should be further than you are, and I've certainly felt this this year, that's a really lonely feeling that only really you can rectify. Yeah, I mean, what's been kind of an interesting metric, um, you know, 15 months in versus, you know, last year was last year, you know, it was really only 
split up amongst a few clients. And what's been really kind of, you know, uh, inspirational to a point is looking at 2020, you know, it, the client list was a little bit bigger. Um, the lineup was a little bit more diverse from like a industry standpoint. Mm. And that is something that's kind of nice to like look back on and go, okay, cool. You know, things are progressing, uh, maybe not from like the most monetary standpoint, but seeing that, you know, the word is growing and that, you know, there's more people who are trusting and excited to work with my company has been really kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, within my like direct creative network and everybody's kind of curious and concerned and, you know, Hey, how, how are you doing? You know, what are, what are things looking like on your end? Uh, what kind of beers are you drinking during this? (laughs) You know, it's been, (laughs) it's been really kind of cool to see all the community support and that's been, you know, super inspirational during all this. So there is a view and I'm not sure how open you are to it, that this is actually the best time to be a freelance creative because let's be real you don't have to pay a lease in downtown chicago new york or la yeah so i was i was emailing one of my agency friends the other day and exactly that like i can't imagine what it would be like to have a lease on a building and have you know 100 people on payroll with mortgages and families and stuff like how is i mean yeah this is an absolutely great uh (laughs) a great scenario for me because you know i'm just i'm a solo freelancer with little to no overhead um and you know i i don't know my 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 good vibes go out to the people with staffs and leases because it's a horrifying time right so are there if so let's so let's put money aside for a second i know it's hard to do that because that's obviously what keeps the lights on and what everyone is using to support themselves what have you seen kind of knowledge creation, knowledge sharing wise? Um, and I'm not really privy to the world you're in in that how open people are with, this is how I do this, this is how I do that. So do you think that these bigger agencies, those that hoard the resources, a lot of the brand relationships, you know, it does get to the point where these guys have to shut down. I mean, then there is a flurry of creative talent and insight and expertise coming into the market and i wonder have you seen any way that that's kind of been transmitted yet you know via i've seen a lot of online classes going on you know a lot of professors doing online zooms of classes they were going to be teaching anyway you know you've got your master class you've got things like that i haven't seen too much of that um i mean i think we're relatively early um in all this as well you know who knows what a month's going to look like from now i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see any sort of, you know, layoff, God forbid. Um, but I mean, right now, you know, things are still kind of on the bright side where, you know, uh, brands that were going to do workshops or something like that have put it online and put it for free. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ari, uh, they put out a bunch of master classes and so is like Shane Hurlbut. Um, he has like an illumination series as well. And, you know, so, some of these bigger brands that had, you know, monetary sort of workshops and productions going on are really like kind of helping out the creative community by, you know, posting stuff online for free. Just because, I mean, everybody's home right now looking for looking for any sort of creative inspiration. So um, I think some of these people are doing great jobs yeah. by you know, publishing that stuff. And so my final question is, what's kind of your message to those 
that are just starting out because I'm actually having a guest on the show Monday who literally just left a news organization to launch her own media company uh, the week before quarantine. So there's a lot of people right now who might be listening and be like, oh, I'd love to be 15 months in. I'm 15 (laughs) days in and I haven't even got anything yet. So you know what I mean? There's always another situation that humbles yourself. And I guess you have a message for those that are 15 days, you know, 15 weeks in, and this has taken away like their first at bats. Dude, um, I don't know. I, I feel for those people so hard because like, you know, I, I've been able to, you know, sit back and kind of, uh, you know, rely on my previous relationships and my experience and, mm. you know, being able to retool a reel or something right now Yeah. to be just starting out is horrifying. And I, and really, I think you, you know, if you are just starting out and you're looking for, you know, how do I, how do I survive in this? You know, everybody's at home, everybody's looking for, you know, people to talk to and, you know, kind of, uh, create new relationships with, I wouldn't doubt for a second that you would have a hard time, you know, reaching out to new people saying, Hey, you know, how how are things going for you right now? Agency X or, you know, brand Y, um, and really using this as an opportunity to kind of get your foot in the door from just like a, you know, a human standpoint, right? Like it's not all about sales right now. Yeah. Um, and I think people being, you know, concerned and curious about each other, like in this time is probably a really good way to get your foot in the door. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to monetize this, you know, <laughs> this crisis yet. Yeah. So for these new people starting out, you know, it's, you just got to hang in there and, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, end up on the other side of things. Yeah. Matt, that final question. Inspirational at all. <laughs> No, I, look, I think it's, it's reality. You know, I don't, right, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of podcasts right now and people on Twitter that are peddling the inspiration hustle porn. And I just think Dude, it's, not, I know. and like, that's the thing is that like, shit sucks right now. You right. Period. Frank, you know, like, and that's the thing is that it's like, if you're just starting out, like, dude, that fucking sucks. Like this is the, you know, right. worst you know, economic climate that you could be walking into. I mean, especially for people who are graduating right now, who've got student loans or like yeah. anybody who's like just made a giant shift, like your, your friend that you just mentioned, like, yeah, that's so unlucky. Uh, there's an Italian market down the street from me and they just opened up four months ago, you know, big, new, beautiful refurnished building. You know, yeah. they're a tiny little like Italian grocery where like everything's imported and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm talking to the owner the other day and I was just like, how unlucky is this? And they were like, I mean, this is shit you can't plan for. Yeah. And you really just have to take it day by day and just, you know, hope for the best on the end of like on the other side. And I mean, there's not a lot of optimism right now, you know, to be completely frank. Um, but what's fun is that like, you just got to take it day by day and it really forces you to just really sit back, you know, find the, find the little golden nuggets, you know, day to day. I mean, it's not going to be anything from like a big business move, but you know, community outreach has been amazing right now and everybody's in big support of each other. Um, and so I think a lot of good from a society standpoint has come from this, uh, even though the economy is, you know, shit the bed. Yeah. I can swear on here, right? You totally. Um, I guess Matt, where can people follow along, you know, find more about upper Valley, see you working on your animation skills in between PBR and motorcycle repairs. 
Right. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you can always check me out on Instagram, uh, Upper Valley Film Co. Um, that's probably where I'm the most active, I guess. You know, I don't, I'm trying to be a lot better at the social media side of things. And that's definitely on my list of things to get good at here during yeah. this little break. Hell yeah, man. Well, look, I just want to say, really appreciate the perspective. I mean, you're on the front lines, you're building, you've done amazing things. And I think that's the message that people should remember is like, you were the guy who got this far. You can weather this out, you know, and it's okay to be uncertain about how the fuck you're going to do that 10 days in, you know, there's no perfect answers. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just about, you know, looking forward to that bright sunny day on the other side of this. Yeah, man. God, I can't wait for that. Well, look, mate, thanks so much for jumping on. Really appreciate you taking the time. All right, man. Thanks.